0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Let's talk about the recent Supreme Court decision regarding gay marriage. Again, forgive me for being a bit late in discussing this in these podcasts. Uh, I've been out of the country and on vacation, uh, and now I am back. Uh, all of us know that in a case called Obergefell versus Hodges, the Supreme Court uh, ruled five to four, that gay marriage was uh, and is a right in America, that the definition of marriage in the United States must include um, marriage by same-sex individuals. Now, for those who watch court trends, legal trends, the doings of the Supreme Court, uh, we all knew this was coming. It was inevitable. In 2013, uh, there was a case called the Windsor case, United States v. Windsor, uh, and in that case, DOMA, uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, which had uh, affected American law for many, many years, was overturned. DOMA, uh, the shorthand, for again, for the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, defined marriage as marriage between one, one man and one woman. Well, without getting into the details of the case, the Windsor case in two thousand and thirteen uh, ruled that marriage could not be defined simply as a, a marriage or a relationship between a man and a woman that it had it could not be strictly heterosexual that it had to include uh, homosexual marriage or non heterosexual marriage and so the Windsor case laid the foundation. Uh, for the Obergefell v. Hodges case that was just ruled. Um, and so those of us who watch trends, and I'm not saying we're smarter than anybody else, but most of this stuff makes people's eyes roll back in their heads and they get bored with it. Uh, but those of us who watch these trends knew that this was coming. There was almost no way that the Supreme Court was not going to rule in this fashion because of its Windsor case. It had already ruled that it was illegal to define marriage as narrowly um, as specifically Judeo-Christian, I might say, uh, as the court had uh, recently under DOMA, and uh, therefore we were heading towards a situation, once the Windsor case was ruled, uh, where it was very, very likely the court was going to, uh, quote-unquote, legalize uh, or normalize gay marriage, uh, same-sex marriage, and that is where we are now. Now, I I need to say that uh, right up front... That without meaning anything, without gay bashing or without even commenting. On uh, at this moment, the morality of homosexuality, which I've commented on many times before from a personal perspective and will again, but without even going in that direction, uh, it is my view that this case, uh, this ruling, was simply bad law. Um, Judge, Judge uh, Chief Justice John Roberts uh, said, "Well, people might rejoice uh, in this ruling, and we might even rejoice with them, but the reality is this this ruling has nothing to do with the Constitution." Uh, I believe he was right right the supreme court's job is to rule on the constitutionality of laws Uh, it is not to make laws it is not to create laws out of whole cloth Uh, it is not to envision a future society and start creating it by the laws that it crafts it is to rule on the constitutionality of law and marriage is not mentioned in the Constitution. Uh, Certainly, same-sex marriage is not mentioned in the Constitution, Uh, and so therefore, uh, the the, the court really should have refused to hear this case, and that would have left it at the state level. Uh, I'm a big believer in uh, our our, our Republican system. I don't mean that in terms of political party, but as a governmental uh, system, a governmental structure, I believe in federalism, I believe that we are a federation of states, and that many of these issues ought to be left at the states, uh, at the state level. We had about half the states in the union had uh, approved the licensing of same-sex marriages, about half had not. It's obviously a fiery issue. It's a it's a religious issue for many people. Uh it's deeply felt and there is no reason that we could not have left the decision at the state level. Now, my gay friends will tell me uh, that the issue is that they were concerned that if, uh, let's say, gay marriage is legal in, in Oregon, uh, that they couldn't come to Tennessee and be sure that they, if they had to go to the hospital that the, there would be visitation rights or that their spouse would be allowed to determine uh, the direction of uh, you know medical care or even receive benefits, et cetera, uh, that that was the issue. Well, there was another way to deal with that. You did not have to have a Supreme Court ruling um, that redefined marriage in America. It could have been left at a procedural level and that could have been and should have been decided by Congress. Um, The court, this entire issue turned on the rulings of five people in black robes. It's too big an issue to be dealt with at that level. It should not have been dealt with at that level. Uh, as many of the justices uh, who spoke for the minority uh, said, this 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 was a hubris. This was arrogance on the part of the court. The court should have been uh, a bit more humble and should have left the decision with the states or as the founding fathers would have said, with the people. That's how they spoke when they spoke of the states. That's exactly what should have happened. Happened. this could have been managed at a procedural level we did not need to have a redefinition of marriage in America uh, we did not need to have what we're about to have in this country because of the court's ruling so it was a it was a bad ruling now, Anyone who pays any attention to what I do knows that I'm a traditional Christian, knows that I believe homosexuality to be an immoral choice, uh, and knows that I'm always quick to say that that's not the only immoral choice on the planet. Uh, my I, my gay friends know that though I love them as individuals, I believe their their lifestyle to be a sinful choice. My alcoholic friends know that I believe drunkenness to be a sinful choice. Uh, my adulterous friends know that I believe adultery to be a sinful choice, and they all know that I believe I too have sins in my life. So uh, I'm not a sin sniffer. I don't go around accusing people. But if we're just going to put it on the table, of course, that's what I believe about homosexuality. I am a traditional biblical uh, Orthodox Christian. Now, the, the issue, though, is that homosexuals are among us. And uh, I have long said, I believe, of course, they should be allowed to live without molestation in this country. Uh, They should be allowed rights. And before this ruling, they had many, many rights. They could cohabitate. They could be married in church services and, and ceremonies. They could adopt. They could receive corporate benefits. Uh, et cetera, There cetera. are Many, many uh, rights and privileges accorded them as there should have been. Uh, just because they choose something that I believe to be sin as a lifestyle doesn't mean that they should be denied rights under our, our government. Uh, the problem, of course, is that now uh, this ruling puts us in very, very difficult circumstances, because now it is the law of the land that marriage must be recognized as being both heterosexual and homosexual. We are about to step into some very turbulent times when it comes to law in this country. Uh, There are many, many implications of this ruling, which is one of the reasons that the court should have stayed out of it. Of course, the job of the court is to uh, make legal rulings and not so much worry about the procedural after effects. Uh, But the fact is the procedural after after effects now are going to be huge. Uh, For example, uh, most religious institutions in this country receive some form of state support. That might be in the form of a church, a synagogue, or a mosque not having to pay taxes. That would be a form of support, a form of aid uh, and and an endorsement uh, by the state. Well, if those institutions do not recognize gay marriage, will not hire homosexuals for staff... Um, will not have their doors uh, open to, especially the doors of leadership, uh, open to uh, homosexuals then, of course, this is going to be a violation of the law. And their support, so to speak, from the government uh, will be in question. Uh, Military chaplains, and many of you know I work very closely with military chaplains in various forms. And, um, of course, those chaplains who are in uniform and who do not believe in same-sex marriage as a religious principle uh, will still be in a position where working for the federal government, as they do, uh, they will be required to do things that violate their religion and violate their conscience. Uh, I guess they'll have to leave uh, the chaplaincy. I guess they'll have to abandon their ministry uh, to uh, other people in uniform. Uh, We are going to see court cases. We are going to see uh, religious uh, universities and colleges uh, be taken to court. We are already seeing um, Christian universities, for example, starting to change the language in their documents. Uh, Baylor University has just recently, for example, now this is a historically conservative Baptist school. Uh, Baylor University has recently changed its language uh, so that it no longer has restrictions against homosexual acts uh, among its students or its staff. Now that's a historically Baptist conservative um, I, I might say literalist uh, in biblical interpretation school, and they have now had to remove language that restricted homosexual acts. They are they're, they're essentially putting into their they're incorporating documents and into their bylaws and constitution uh, a position that they don't really hold to as a matter of faith, as an article of faith, but they must do it, uh, they believe, because otherwise they may have to close as a school. Uh, This is uh, what's going to be coming in our society. We're going to see lawsuits. We're going to see restrictions. And I believe that we're going to see a day coming uh, when many uh, churches choose not to incorporate as churches, not to incorporate as religious institutions. Uh, They will meet in privately owned facilities. Uh, They will not uh, have a business license or uh, not have any incorporation, not be 501c3s, not be asking the federal government to recognize them as religious institutions, um, and they will not be taking tax exemption. That, of course, is going to cause tremendous financial burden on churches. So uh, this case was uh, bad law, bad choice. Uh, should not have been ruled upon by the court. They should have left it with the states and Congress should have worked out procedural matters uh, for recognizing the rights that were recognized in one state uh, in another. And uh, all of that could have been done without having to force the entire country to conform to a redefinition of marriage. That's where we are now. That's what's going to happen. This ruling will be will prove to have been a watershed moment. And nothing that I'm saying is meant as gay bashing. I've been very clear about what I believe about gays and I probably spin have pastored more uh gays and have more gays as friends than most people in America. Uh but I will tell you that this ruling was uh was troubled from the beginning. Um the minority uh, justices writing for the minority made it very, very clear. Justice Scalia said the founding fathers would be stunned by the judicial overreach uh, represented in this case. He is right. Just Chief Justice Roberts was right in saying that this was uh, had nothing to do with the Constitution. And now we are going to have some very, very difficult time. We'll get through it. We'll survive it as a country, and I think, quite frankly, speaking as a Christian who pays a lot of attention to Christian churches, uh, we probably are going to have a great deal of refining and purification as a result of it, but these are going to be some difficult days. It's going to require wisdom. It's going to require prayer. It's going to require strong leadership, and it's going to require some very, very good lawyers. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us, and connect with him on Facebook, and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.